Hello and welcome to another episode of That Sports Guy's podcast. I am Craig Forrestal. I am That Sports Guy. Go ahead and find me on Twitter at that underscore sports underscore guy, where you can find all of my latest football takes. Also, NFLDraftDiamonds.com is proud to feature the That Sports Guy podcast on its website. Stop by NFLDraftDiamonds.com, your official draft coverage king. Hello, everybody. Craig Forrestal back with another player spotlight interview. Today, we will be going down with Trey Samafua, defensive tackle from University of Dubuque. But before we get into it, this is That Sports Guys podcast. Go ahead and find me on Twitter at that underscore sports underscore guy. And Trey, why don't you say hello and let everyone know where they can find you on Twitter as well. Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, Trey Samafua. Um, you guys can find me at, at uh, Trace Move on Twitter. And you guys can go ahead and give me a follow if you guys want to. Yeah, definitely go ahead and give him a follow. He's uh, an interesting guy once you get to uh, peel back the onion a little bit like we're going to today. And, and I think the most interesting thing that I saw when I was doing some research was talking on that Twitter bio. You had a city in Hawaii linked, but your roster bio has a high school in Alaska listed as your hometown. Yep. So maybe if you could just talk to us about that Hawaii Alaska connection. Yep. So um I'm born and raised in a uh, a small city in Hawaii on the west side called Nanakuli. I was born and raised there and um I went to uh, middle school there and uh, after middle school I ended up transferring to uh Alaska and uh ended up playing my high school career over there. So I I would honestly say that I would call Hawaii my home because um that's where I was taught a lot of things in, in my life. But I'll, I would also say that Alaska is my second home because I really uh, found my passion in football when I played in high school over there. So, so both of those states really mean mean something to me, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and the first thing that comes to my mind is going from Hawaii to Alaska. I hope you didn't make that. Exactly. I hope you didn't make that move in the middle of winter or something. How uh, how, how was that? How was that transition going from the beaches to? Uh, is it true the twenty four hours of darkness? Yep, it is exactly true. <laughs> I hope to say to you. But that, that transition was it was very harsh for me because uh, I was used to the hot sun and uh, just going to be in that cold weather in Alaska was really was really harsh for me because I'm not used to it. But as I lived there, I really got used to the weather and I loved it in Alaska. And um, I have a lot of family out there, so it it, it, it kind of went well for me. Oh yeah, definitely. And like you said, you you moved out to Alaska to play high school football and. I mean, most recently, yeah. you know, the world's been taken on fire by Tua Tagovailoa, you know, and, and the rest of the yeah. Hawaiians that have come on the mainland and started to dominate on the mainland. And then we know the tradition with Hawaii over there and the, the talent that they keep yeah. on the island. Um, so mm-hmm. talk to us about Alaska and, and the football culture up there, because it seems that we've already gotten a snippet of what football means in Hawaii, but... I don't really know what football means in Alaska. Um, to me, I really, I really think Alaska is, is very overlooked. Um, I feel like there's a lot of great players that uh, came from Alaska, but it's just very hard for us to get recruited because, you know, everybody thinks Alaska, you know, doesn't have a, like a, a lot of talented guys over there. And, and uh, the game of the level of the game over there is, is really low. That That's what they think. But I really think there's a lot of good players that come off from Alaska, but it's just hard for us to get recruited, you know, because it's like who, 
like who talks about Alaska, you know? <laughs> so it's like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. Like you said, so it's, 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 oh, go ahead. Sorry, my bad, yeah. Trey. It's crazy. I feel like a lot of guys, you know, they they like to go to take that JUCO route so they can get noticed more, you know, because it's hard for us to get recruited from our high school because it's very small and uh, coaches, you know, it's really hard for us to get recruited because you know it's it's just it's just hard for us because it's Alaska is this different type of ball. Mm. And people always overlook us, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like you said, the junior college route, that was actually the route that you initially took, right? You spent some time at the junior college ranks. Yep. So maybe if you could talk about just the junior college experience, because we we all get the glitz and the glamour from Netflix with Last Chance U and, you know, they, they, they glorify junior college football. But I know that it's not as glamorous as the cameras make it look. So what was your experience? Exactly. Man, I'm not going to lie. This is this is 100% true. Um, I stayed in a two-bedroom apartment with 11 guys. Not to, I kid you not. It was the one of the crazy experiences that I, I experienced, you know, because I never had that happen in my life. And to be with, like, 10 different other guys from different states was very hard for me because I didn't know those guys, you know, and I don't know how they are. and I don't know how they would treat me, you know, coming in because I'm a youngin. And uh, it was just it was just very hard for me. But the struggle, like of being in junior college in California, was very hard for me because uh, we had to pay for our own our own rent. We had to uh, find our own food, our transportation. Everything was just hard, you know. We really had to get it out the mud. Yeah, because I think one thing that a lot of people don't know about junior college football in California is it's non scholarship. Whereas what we see with the junior exactly. colleges in Iowa, Kansas, Mississippi. Uh, on Netflix, that's all scholarship ball. Like you said, you know, you had to go out and find exactly. your meals. The, the other schools that are being documented on that show, those athletes, they, they have access to a cafeteria. They have meals provided for them. So it really is just a, a exactly. completely different world. Um, now, I just yep. got to know, so you have almost a dozen guys under one roof in a two-bedroom. In a two-bedroom. Yep. How many air mattresses were there in, like, just that gen- general living area? Was it just all air mattresses? No, no. There was about, like, two air mattresses, two couches, and the rest was on the ground. Okay. Yeah, so w- w- when you're talking about, you know, those types of living quarters, and like you said, not really knowing the guys that you were going to be coming into, how did you get paired up with those those other 10 or so guys? So um, my the D-line coach from the junior college I went to, he paired me up with um, guys that played the same position as me, uh, a couple of D-linemen. But so when we had the, when he paired us up, uh, we had some other new guys coming in and he kind of put like all the out-of-state guys together, you mm-hmm. know, uh, so for some reason. And uh, it was crazy to me because I met a lot of guys from different states. Amen. And it was, you know, they all, they all had different attitudes, you know, so it was, it was kind of hard for me to like really like get to know them. And now is in junior college, is that where the the pregame tradition of reggae music came in? Where where did the whole reggae nah, before nah, games that, come that, in? That came in high school. And like what are we talking? Are we talking Buju Banton, we talking Burning Spear, we talking Bob Marley and the Whalers? Like what what's the playlist? Nah. <laughs> we talking about like Fiji, um Fiji is one of the like the, one of the uh, biggest artists that I listened mm-hmm. to before games. And uh, also my my uh, my mom's brother Fia, he's another regular artist too. I like to listen to before our games too. It really just mellows me out, you know, gets me relaxed. And uh, those are the two artists that I really listen to a lot before football games. <clears throat> and they'll tell me like, how do you do that? 
I always tell them, like, it really just relaxes me. And when, like, when the game comes, it just, I get to take all my anger out. And um, going on that, the taking anger out on the field, um, you mentioned something to me while we were talking and setting up uh, this conversation. Uh, you've actually overcome a lot of hardship. You've actually lost four yep. family members, uh, yep. four people very near and dear to your heart. Um, yes. m- maybe if you could just shed some light on the emotional roller coaster that that has and, you know, trying to continue to work towards your goals and just how you've persevered. Mm-hmm. So in uh, 2016, um, I lost my grandpa. And then that next year, I lost my uh, my uncle. His name is Levy. And then after that year, I lost my grandma, who I was very close to. And I was I was like the baby. And uh, just recently, I just lost my uh, my uncle, George. Everybody calls him Big G. So um, well, like having those losses in my life, it really uh, motivated me to uh, just to do better and uh, just lead the way for my siblings. You know, I really want to be a good um, example for my siblings especially because I have a little brother and little sisters. I just want to be a great example for them, you know, and let them know that they can reach any goals they put their mind to. Definitely. Like you said, you know, reaching any goals that they put their mind to. Uh, once you left your junior college experience, that's when you found your way out to uh, Dubuque. So wh- what is it like in Dubuque? I mean, you already are, know what the cold is like because of your mm-hmm. time in Alaska, but why Dubuque and how how did you find your way out there? So um, I had a um, my quarterback that I played high school football with. He was older than me. Um, he ended up co- uh, playing over there at University of Dubuque and uh, coaching over there as well. So like he really was talking to me about going there, and um, I I didn't I didn't I wasn't able to get my AA. So I was like, dang, I should just go and just chance it right now and give it all I got and see what what happens. So I ended up committing to uh, University of Dubuque, and um, it was kind of hard for me because um, I was getting a lot of different offers, you know, from different schools and higher levels, but I still chose University of Dubuque, and to me, I feel like um, you can go anywhere as long as you, you do your thing, you know, and you ball out, and I feel like I feel like Dubuque was, was probably the perfect fit for me. Even though it was a small school, I feel like everything is everything worked out well, and I feel like this year is going to be a big year for me. And talk, go ahead and talk a little bit about that. You know, what is the not only the personal expectation that you have for this season with, with your own performance, but what's the general team goal? What are you guys playing for? Is it an American Rivers Conference title? Yeah. Yes, we're playing for that, and we're trying to get a national national title too as well. And I feel like we have we have the guys to do it, and we have a lot of guys be turning back. And I feel like this is our year to win the conference. And um, I really think our team is, is gonna, this, this team is going to be a good team this year. I feel like everyone has the right mindset, and everyone every, everyone is grinding like very hard. And I, I can't wait to get to work with my boys. And, and like you said, can't wait to get to work. Now, how were you and the rest of the Dubuque football program impacted by the COVID nineteen and coronavirus outbreak and some of the changes that that brought about? Man, uh, COVID nineteen really. Really, I think it really messed me up a lot because uh, I feel like I was getting stronger and faster, you know, by working out in the weight room and going on the field, doing field work. But, like, even even though this COVID is happening, I still try to, like, you know, get a workout in and make sure that I'm in shape. So when by the time game time comes, you know, I'll be ready. 
So I don't want to, and just like my teammates too, I know a lot of them is working like very hard right now. They're like, you know, going out for runs, even though we can't go on a field, they're doing home workouts, you know? So I, I'm really, I'm really, I can't wait to man get to work with my boys. Cause I feel like everyone is on the right, on the right mindset. And, and you're on the right track. And you're talking about this hunger that, that you, that the team has. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe if we just build off that for, for people, people that might not be familiar with D3 football, what's the most yeah. overlooked aspect of D3 football in your mind? To me, I feel like, I feel like D3 football is overlooked. There's a lot of, a lot of talented guys in the D3 uh, division. And um, I feel like a lot of guys go to D3 because, because of, of, like un unaware situations, and I feel like D threes they could you could really go somewhere if you really just put your put your all in and you know just ball out. But I feel like we get overlooked so much because we're small schools, we don't get we don't get that much scholarship money, and um just like the stuff that D ones get and that we don't have, is very hard on us, you know. Oh, definitely. Like you said, there have been some Division three players that have you know, made that huge leap from the D3 ranks to the NFL. This year, Ben Barch mm-hmm. was drafted offensive tackle yep. from St. John's in Minnesota. Um, I know North Central's quarterback Brock Rudder signed with the San Francisco 49ers undrafted. So like you said, mm-hmm. as long as the talent's there, uh, yep. the, the scouts, the teams, they will find you. They will find um, you, exactly, exactly. And you know what, and, and Trey, we, we've talked a lot about football, but I think it's time we get into some stuff where, where the people get to know who you are a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. off the field. So mm-hmm. if you'll if you'll be a good sport, I'm gonna go ahead and put you on the spot. What's that song that you're embarrassed to admit in public? I would I would probably have to say um, uh, "Sherry" by Jerry Boys. Oh, Jersey <laughs> Jersey Boys, I think. I forgot the I forgot yep. who sings that. Yeah. It's yeah. not Sherry. Yeah, you know, it's the Jersey Boys. No, you're right, oh, Jersey, Jersey Boys. Boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hey, that, that's a good I would one. Have to that's say going, that song. That, that's going way back in the day. I'm surprised you're able yep. to pull that one out. Oh, I'm throwing it back. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, uh, what about a dream car? Dream car, I would have to say. I would have to say, probably S. I'll probably have to say. I'll probably have to go with a Hummer. Oh, okay. I don't know why, but I always, I always like Hummers for some reason. I feel like I would, I would, I would love to have one, in in the future. And uh, let's go back to high school. Everyone either loves or hates high school, but they always have that one favorite class. What was that memorable mm-hmm. class for you in high school? Uh, to me, it would have to be, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, it would have to be gym class because my gym <laughs> teacher was, was such a great guy to me. And uh, he took care of me and he really, he really believed in me. And he said that I could really be somebody in the future. And, I, and he really believed in me and I, I loved that. Hey, you know what? That's it's a great thing. We always need someone on our side, you know, moving us forward. Now, Trey, if I wanted to get something to eat exactly. around campus, what's the best restaurant? Ooh, to be mm-hmm. honest, I would go with uh, Hy-Vee. It's like a it's like a store, but it has Asian food over there. I'm not oh, gonna lie, the Asian the Asian food is not really up up to like up up notch like Hawaii, but I would say it's still pretty decent, you know. <laughs> Is that is that what you miss the most back in Hawaii that you can't get in Dubuque? It's yep. This is the food. I miss <laughs> the food so much, and I was raised on Hawaii food all my life. Oh man, so so you you're trying to get used to it over there. You're, you're probably over at that Hy-Vee all the time. Um, yep. 
Now, if you won a million dollars and you could only donate it to a charity or to a specific cause, what would it be? Um, I would probably have to say to uh, breast cancer. And the reason why I say that is because my, my grandma was diagnosed with breast cancer. And, you know, uh, she was really, she meant a lot to me, so. Absolutely. Just, uh, yeah, so <laughs> sorry about that. I just, it just, it kind of hurts me, man, to talk about that, but. Hey, I'll have to say breast, breast cancer. Hey, absolutely. I, I've seen loved ones go through uh, bouts with cancer as well, and I, I've seen it take their life. So I, I definitely understand the emotion. So uh, everybody, that is Trey Samafua. I am Craig Forrestal. Hopefully you got to know a little bit about him. But don't forget to keep an eye on Dubuque this year and their football program. As Trey said, they got some big hopes and dreams looking for a natty. For Trey Samafua, I'm Craig Forrestal. Trey, any last words? Nah, I just want to say uh, just rest in peace, um, my Uncle Big G, and rest in peace on my loved ones. And uh, just want to shout out my family and everyone that who supported me. That This is going to be a big year for me, so I hope you guys are watching. Awesome. Well, that'll do it for us. Until next time, stay safe and be easy. Hey everybody, Craig Forstall. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another episode of That Sports Guys podcast. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at that underscore sports underscore guy to catch all the latest updates and podcast episodes. Until next time, stay safe and be easy.